You're listening to Somebody Likes It. Uh, if you got something to say, send us an email at messagesomebody at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. We are equally parts wiggity and whack. Not only are we in Mark's office, because I know you're all wondering, but we're in an office in Mark's office. And so, Ryan, if you'd just take notes during tonight's episode. Well, there's a, uh, there's a whiteboard right behind you. Yeah, so. oh, sure. Dry, dry erase board. Yeah, I'll diagram it. Good, <laughs> yeah. Wait, especially the comedy. Because we'd like to, you want to see where the bones, I'll use different jokes are. I'll use different uh, colored markers for how well the jokes landed. <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. Yeah, I, I, most of them are going to be DOA, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, well, you that's know, we've typical. been doing this show long enough to know that. I thought it was funny that we, we always diagram the show before we, you know, we talk about what we're going to talk about, how we're going to talk about it today. And Mark's like, okay, so just be sure, tell everybody where we are and how, what the weather's like and if anybody died. <laughs> I don't think anybody of of the entertainment world I, I, has died in our I think, absence. I think we're out of it this week, or you know, I don't know. Seems hard to believe. It does seem hard to believe. Well, now um, I've come to the point where I guess we're going to play some theme music. So I'm Shane. I'm Ryan. I'm Kevin, and I'm Mark. This is somebody likes it. This I feel like we haven't. So that here's the here's the thing that you may not realize if you're listening to this podcast is that um, is that we laid down a whole bunch of these in a row. Like I don't know, we had we had five in the can maybe, uh, and and it, but it's been a little. It's been a, maybe a little bit since we sat down. Like three so weeks. Like two two weeks. Yeah. So two weeks ago. Well, it was three two, weeks ago. Two weeks out. So it was three yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, That's why uh, it's so surprising that no one has died in our absence. Well, and we again, might have a new president by the time this actually goes up. That's true. Very anyway, true. let's not talk about that. So, so, uh, who is, um, who drew, well, actually this is, so we're circling back to, um, I like it like, well, I, you know, somebody likes it. That somebody is me. And this was before, uh, th- this was Mark's turn before you went on vacation, right? We, we were yes, gonna, it was we were before gonna, you went on vacation. So this yes, is like a was, this is yeah. make good. This is a mulligan episode. Yeah. Like we've been kicking this one around for a while, which is which is really funny, and, and I'm sure we'll get into this later. But uh, I really like this album when I picked it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm very I'm very interested. I like the claws at the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> Foreboding. I'm I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that. Well, I mean, let's just go ahead and get into it. Uh, Mark, what 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 did you pick this week? So this is uh, Flaming Lips transmissions from the Satellite Heart. As I said, I liked this album uh, when I when I picked it about six weeks ago. Um, having listened to it a- enough, um, I don't dislike it, but I, I I definitely don't like it as much as I did. Isn't that interesting? Like you know, we talk a lot about how transportive music is and how it kind of takes you back to a, you know a given time or place. But I don't think it doesn't feel like it it happens to me that often, or necessarily to people in this room that are that our focal point shifts over time. It's like you still get sucked in the same way it feels like more often than not. So that's the, really interesting <laughs> that you went away from it and came back and you were like, oh, 
I don't know if I feel the same C- way. Could I ask you, you this? Uh, were you smoking a lot of weed at the time? I was not. I didn't smoke any weed at the time. Okay. Because this, I don't mean, like, this kind of just occurred to me, maybe you brought up college, that kind of sounds like a dorm room, dorm room record. Like the kind of thing yeah. you would sit around with people passing I, around the I bong. Think it, I think it kind of is. But I think I think they're I think a lot of their their especially like song titles and 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 lyrics tend to be that way. To me, it sounds like early indie rock, like the 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 grandfather of what was going to really hit, like indie in psychedelic rock. But well, yeah, I mean, psychedelic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some psychedelic stuff on there, but for the most part, I mean, it's just noisier and and stuff. I mean, it's um. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't dislike their. I th- actually, I, I really don't like the their the huge single off that record. Oh, it's just it, a novelty. Have. It's just a novelty, novelty song. song. Yeah, you know, put it right next to one eyed, one horned, flying purple people eater. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that that, that 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 is the definitive fucking novelty song, man. Yeah. <laughs> one eyed, one horned, flying purple people monster mash. Like, monster mash. Yeah. Uh, itty bitty teeny weeny tiny. Polka dot bikini, split no, splash. Dot. Witch doctor, that's another one. Witch doctor, yeah. yeah. Oh, why, why do these are quite the mixtape you guys are? Putting <laughs> why do they? Why do they? Yeah, that's going to be your Christmas be present. Oh, thank why you. do all those? It was like a period of time in like the late fifties, early sixties that like it just lots of I don't know yuck yuck. You know why UK? Why UK? You know uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it, the, the record is fine. I, for me, it's tempered basically by by the fact that like you have. Essentially, two, not two. Well, you have two very distinct eras of of this band, and they get spacier and spacier. They got better as the night. They got on. way better. I think that the that the Soft Bowls and Yoshimi um, versus the Pink Robots are two of the best records that I've ever been recorded. And so to yeah. look at this, to look at this album through those eyes, it's sort of like this is a better record than the one I'm about to talk about. But it's sort of like the difference between Pablo Honey and the Bends. I mean, there's like. You know, might as well just one. Well, there's one record in the in Radiohead's well, canon. Yeah, that, this that, is certainly better than Pablo Honey. Yes, it's much uh, better than Pablo Honey. On, but you get what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys are on record as like you you tee up Pablo Honey a lot on the show, so it's like well, it's just very it illustrative to- of totally like how sense. a band like, can get better. I didn't yeah. even I never even wanted to listen to uh, the Bins when it came out, and the only reason I did is because my roommate was such a big fan of Pablo Honey, which I don't get. Kevin turned me on to it. I was like, like, why am I going to listen to this one hit wonder? Yeah, that's, that's what I. That's what band. I thought. But you don't really see that, and that's the thing about the Flaming Lips. Like they get so the soft bull in it, and it's so fucking good, man, and so different from anything that's ever been recorded and anything that they had done prior to that. That uh, to me, it's just like, yeah, well, why do you want to go b- before that, well, regardless of the quality? To your to your point, like one of the things that I noticed about this record, or at least one of the things that that occurred to me while I was listening to this record was. This sounds like they're on the way to the soft bulletin because I feel about the soft bulletin about about the way that you do, Shane. Like I think it's a glorious record, um, and I could see nuggets of what would turn into that band that did that down the road. Yeah, I mean that I, I could too. Like the the songs were better than I anticipated them being because when I've listened to Flaming Lips in the past, this is like um, Cloud Space Metallic was gets gets a little more spacier, but like. Like the songs were were better songs than I anticipated them being. Uh, can I just say that for whatever reason, like I have a I have a like a perfectly nice neighbor, but he looks like almost exactly like Wayne Coyne, and I keep expecting him to do weird shit. Like just if he just like like swear to God, like if he if he just rolled down his driveway in that big 
you know, like David the Bubble Boy the bu- the bubble situation. Yeah. yeah, I'd just go like, oh, there he goes again. Yeah, you just expected <laughs> in, it. Hey, Wayne. In my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, just checking the mail or whatever. Hey, Wayne, can I get that uh, chainsaw back from you? Well, I mean, yeah. that shit's got to, I mean, I don't, I don't know about, I mean, yeah, about, I don't know about the bubble part of it, but the chainsaw part, I mean, he does live in a pretty small fucking city and has for a long fucking time. He's still live in Norman? Norman, yeah. yeah. And, you know, like. Oklahoma. For those. Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Not That's where the wind goes, well, I don't know, whooshing down the plains, something like that. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Something. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. We should but do I, that record I, too, the cast I, recording of Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Super wait. idea. It's, it's podcast exclamation point. Anyway, uh, <laughs> like so I'm liking where this is going. I, yeah, it's one of us. Yeah. Do you want to listen to one of these songs? Why don't we listen to one of these songs? Let's uh let's go ahead and get this one out of the way. Uh Ryan, you brought it up briefly. Um probably the, the big breakaway for this album was She Don't Use Jazz. <laughs> He does. He looks like Wayne Coyne's son. Yeah. That, no, that's exactly well, what he's, he looks like. He's got like fully gray hair now, right? Like, in, Dude, he's in his 50s now, but he's looked like he's looked like the elder statesman of indie rock for like 20 years. Like he's, look, he, he's looked like, you know, he'd walk around with like tweed vests and like three-piece suits on with suspenders and stuff like that. And like mm-hmm. back there, he just looks like a normal like kid from the 90s. He's got like bright orange like hair. Manic panic hair. Manic panic hair and like a t-shirt. You know, and he looks, I don't know, it's great. I mean, they look like a college band there. Yeah. Well, they, at that point, been together for like 10 years, so ostensibly he was at least pushing 30. I, um, part of the reason I didn't, I didn't listen to Flaming Lips for a long time. Part of the, well, a large part of that reason is because of that song, but it's partially because I, I was like really hung over on a Saturday or a Sunday, like, uh, maybe a year or two after the song came out and my roommate was like walking around the house smoking pot and like listening to that album as loud as it would or listen to that song as loud as it would go on repeat. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know, uh, man. Like uh, part of uh, what I have a trouble with this band too is just his voice is like really high and thin and. Uh, yeah. It, I think it works. And, and I know that it's, it's kind of quirky on purpose in the, in the context of the music and nor, and a lot of times it doesn't really bother me, but for some reason it, I kept like struggling with myself, like on whether I could deal with it or not. Um, and then like the lyrics on a lot of this record, especially this song, is just they're like Shel Silverstein poems. Well, I think his in the later records that we were talking about earlier, um, they're so lush that you don't notice like the. It doesn't seem as gimmicky for some reason to me. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's hard to explain. So let's let's to to be clear though. Let's talk about like this is the band that we're talking about. Uh, 
this is this is a little little nugget uh, that I unearthed today. In in January of 2011, uh, the Lips announced their intention of releasing a new song every month of the year. In February, they released their first track titled Two Blobs Fucking." The song exists as twelve separate pieces on YouTube and must be played simultaneously to be heard as intended. I was like, "Well, that sounds about right." Like, yeah, yeah remember all that the shit they did in the night? Like, they did the parking lot experiment. We went to that. Yeah, yeah it's it's in here. It's in their Wikipedia write up. Like, uh, well, for those that don't the know, headphone concert. Like everybody got a cassette tape. Well, not everybody. It's but twenty I, different. Cars. No, a lot of. I'm saying all the people that were participating in it. Yeah. Like I'm, there were way more people than that just kind of hanging out to yeah. see what would happen. Do you remember like what? So okay, essentially, twenty cars would get a cassette tape, and they would be ordered to hit play at the same time. And supposedly they'd made this musical composition that you'd hear all over the parking lot. It was in a parking garage. Parking garage, yeah. Um, do you remember what the content was? Shane? No, I can't remember. It was essentially like porn sounds. It was like a woman moaning. Totally don't um, remember what it was at all. It wasn't. It wasn't really music. It was just like a composition of like a woman in and then later various states of ecstasy. They did Zyrica. Did anybody ever listen to that? Four CDs that were meant to be played simultaneously. I, I heard of it, but I, yeah. Here's yeah. what here's what it says on their headphone concert. A low powered FM transmitter was set up at shows, and the con the concert was simultaneously broadcast <laughs> to a small Walkman style receivers and headphones made available for free to audience members. This would, in theory, allow the audience's greater sonic clarity while still feeling the power of a, a full live PA. The concept was debuted in Dallas and at the South by Southwest uh, Music Conference in Austin in March of 1999. Anyway, they just try weird shit like that all the time. And so it's like... No, I appreciate like, the, yeah. you know, the um, experimentation and, and like, you know, not all that stuff's just, gonna land. Yeah, it's just not always listenable. You know, it's it's I sort agree. of like I, you know, yeah, I appreciate good effort. Not good, good effort. Well, and the, here's the funny thing too. It's like, like slap Wayne Coyne so, in the butt. So <laughs> I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. So so one of the things that I kind of hear is that like it sounds like none of us are static on this band. It's like Mark's like, well, I liked this more when I was younger, and like I found myself. Uh, after rolling around in this record a little bit, like I actually kind of enjoy, like it sounded just so, you know, haphazard and shambly the first time that I first couple listened through, I like, I just had a really hard time uh, getting into it. And then once I sort of something clicked and I ended up enjoying it a little bit more than I kind of anticipated that I would. Well, I, I don't know. I think the songs, I didn't expect the songwriting to be quite as good as it, as it turned out to be like, I thought, I thought it was a better record than, than some of some people in the room, and I fully did not expect to at all. Did, did you guys? Um, one thing I noticed when we were listening to that right now, like the drummer, the current drummer, the guy that Stephen, I don't know how you draws or draws or whatever. I never know how to pronounce his name. Okay, again, not those not fucking like Sopolitan and Yoshimi, like those are some of the most incredible fucking drums, like that I've ever heard in my life. And the guy is a fucking mon- he's one of the best drummers in the world. But then, like on this song, I'm pretty sure this is the first album that he played on. It is. It doesn't even sound like him. I don't know if he played on that track. But well, it, they use a different producer on this one. They use yeah, Dave yeah, Friedman but, for but, just about I'm, everything else. But I'm talking. I'm not talking about the sound of the drums. I'm, t- I'm talking about the drumming itself. Like it's definitely it. it it's the, just like this. It, like he just if that is him playing on the song. Like there's definitely a, a a big time evolution on the drumming. Well, and I not wonder, that it was bad. It's just you know, 
just a normal drummer. And Shane, maybe you can speak to this. I mean, it kind of sounds like you are already. Like the there were John Bonham comparisons that were made yeah. about that drummer in particular, and sure. I don't hear a lot of that on this record. No. Well, part of it is the sound and how, yeah, but definitely like he's got that kind of he's got a real backbeat that like sitting back in the in the pocket like Bonham did a lot. Like I, I've never really thought of that. But I loved John Bonham's drumming too, so maybe that's. That's why I like his drumming so much. I don't know. I don't know I'm the saying. mysteries of life. Is what I'm saying. All right. <laughs> well, this, uh, we're pon- we're pondering them right now. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, Mark, anything anything that surprised you through your curveball here that you that like a track that you didn't necessarily recall straight away that that you found yourself uh, drawn to a little bit? Well, the one that the one that I can listen to over and over again and maybe it's a guilty pleasure, I don't know, is uh, the first track on the album, Turn It On. Yeah, that's a good um, song. Decent tune. I, really I thought it was on a one. different, I thought it was on a later record too. Um, I, I think it's a really good way to kick it off, uh, so why don't we give it a listen? Turn it on. Watching this video, as we just did, uh, this is looks like this might be the very first incident of a uh, Flaming Lips foam party. Oh, yeah, I could see that. At the very least, um, a lot of screen time for appliances. Lots of appliances, yeah. yeah. Well, it was in a laundromat, and, and they were... They were fetching 90s girls doing uh, synchronized laundry. Fetching, that's... I, yeah, that's good. That You don't hear that anymore. Not a lot of fetching. No, in in in, ter- in, in, re- in relation to an attractive woman. Yeah, yeah. Quite Surprised fetching. you didn't call them whippersnappers. Fetching yeah. whippersnappers. Give it time. Lots of prob- cu- lots of cute. They're 90s probably girls. right around my age at the time. They probably got kids in college now. Uh, yeah. Way to ruin that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. Speaking of, we can talk blankets. again about the foxy choreography again. Like, yeah. There, there were, and it's like a bunch of like cute '90s girls, and then like. One like creepy bearded dude checking yeah, them out. Yeah, just like kind of watching them like over a newspaper or something. And then the band, I guess, off playing in the corner with Christmas lights all over themselves. Sounds about right. Yeah, you know that's nineties boy. That was a different time. That um, it wasn't this record on a major label. Warner, yeah. Warner Brothers. It, was. it looks yeah. like it looks like they made the video for I don't know free. Yeah. So did the one prior to it. I, I, yeah, that's it's true that, too. It's well, that, but that it's college band vibe they want. It, it to be yeah, involved. yeah, yeah. That aesthetic. I mean, it, it's 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 on that purpose. Was, that was what was in fashion at the time. Yeah. Well, and they, they, you know, and then of course we we haven't really gone totally down the rabbit hole on on the videos themselves, but it's like, you know, of, during that time it was like there was really kind of one of two schools of thought, right? Either they the narrative was super literal with w- exactly what the song was about, which is kind of like a little bit of what we saw in the. 
Um, uh, she don't jelly. use jelly. Yeah. What we saw on that one, and then with this one, you know, really, it's just about um, com- get, getting your clothes done. Yeah, getting completely unrelated. Well, yeah. no, they say turn it on, and <laughs> oh, they and show them the turning lights. on, turning on the washing machine. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. true. All right, and they that's seem true. to be, they seem to be, uh, and those girls seem it. like they might be a little turned on. I yeah, they're yeah, you know, everybody likes clean clothes, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, clean clothes. One girl was like rubbing tight on her gums, like a uh, get a little like. Yeah, I don't. I don't. No, even, I mean, it, I get it, the get the reference, the, the, but like, the, I don't think it's gonna have the same effect. I don't think it's gonna have the same effect as is. I don't think it's gonna be that that kind of numb gum. Well, it's just a numb just gum. A, just a terrific video. I like the song. I, I, I do like that. Yeah, song. it's a good song. Yeah. It's, well, it's, and the, here's the other thing too. It's like the other big contrast that I find when I'm listening to this album is is like this. Speaking of Radiohead, this came up like last time that we got together, and somebody was talking about. The new Radiohead single, Ryan. Ryan goes, does it have guitars in it? And I was like, A, totally old man thing to say. B, like. That is totally an old man B, thing B, to say. I don't but, care. But B, like, I was like, I kind of feel the same way. I was like, I think that they're, like, where, where are the guitars at? You know like, what, man? I recently went back and, and re-listened to Kid A, which is an album that I love and I haven't well, listened to in a while. It's all a, guitars. There's, yeah. It's just not the same kind of guitars. Like, there's there's maybe one song on it without, it's just a different kind of guitar. I was like, I remember, like, the, the big controversy when that album came out about Radiohead took away the guitars and so like I just had that on my mind and then I went in and listened to the record and I was like it's every song is a guitar song it's just different well not every song but most of them are anyway, so, anyway the, I just had the, to point that out yeah, old the point, man the point being with this with this album it was like and some of it, it's not just because I did hear I did hear Chris Rock uh, give his so talking weird. about the flaming so, lips yeah, that's a give, weird segue. give his take give his take on something that we have said a lot on this show what we've said, we've said, um, I don't know, I feel like maybe more politely, but basically what Chris Rock said was, the music that you fall in love with are the songs that you hear the first time that you get laid. Like, that was his, t- and I was like, essentially it means the same thing, it's like, when you're that when you're that age where everything is, like, the intensity is so real. I mean, that's, you, that, like, that, that, it's true, like, that's, a, that's a true, that's a true thing, I mean, not the literal thing, unless like I didn't have music on. So I, I, yeah, like, my my was maybe it, I just should have stopped liking music right at that moment. My, my was easy. Li- it was the easy listening station, so it was like the Jets, like uh, I think make it real and like Cel- Celine Dion. No, it was a clock radio. We were in my friend's bedroom at their at a party at her apartment, and um, that's just what she had. She had a, like a clock radio, and like it turned on the. Like the romantic music or whatever, turn on the radio, and that's just what she, li- you know, it's like Celine Dion. Do I, does anybody else feel like we're missing the point here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't fall in love but, with that music, is what I'm saying. But, but your point, Kevin, you know, I, and I think it, not to completely psych- psychoanalyze myself, but there was a lot of sentiment for this album, you know, and and the time in which I first experienced it, and I think that's maybe why I was excited to to pick it and and thought that I was going to like it more than I did. Like I said, I didn't dislike it. I just think that... I liked it more have, than I thought I was going to. Per- you have more perspective now. I think I think I just... Yeah, I think it's... Uh, I think the... The the um, the connection that I had with, with this music and that period of time, I think that it, it has grown past me. Oh, there's a lot of bands like from high school that I absolutely fucking adore. Happy Mondays is one of them mm-hmm. that like Oh yeah, Pills, Thrills and Belly Aches. There, but there's yeah. but but that now I'm just like that that ship has sailed. There's a few great songs that they do, but like in general I'm like 
Yeah, no, it's I, but there's, it's different now. I, yeah, and I think to that to that end, like there there's something to be said for like this this period of your life where like most of your road is still like far off in the distance ahead of you in theory. Like so, you like you don't have a care in the world. Like you can just soak this stuff up and whatever. And like there's no, you know, if you want to you want to dance around in a half shirt at the laundromat, why the fuck not? Like that's all I'm saying. Well, who's got uh, intermission this week? I do, but uh, let's get into the intermission music, and I'll reveal all when we come back. Fantastic. So I've got this week's uh, <coughs> intermission, and I've been sitting on this one because like, I, I recently came across it again in kind of a random way, but... Uh, it took me back, and I hadn't heard this song in a very long time, and it is so worth it. So uh, we're going to get into uh, Candyman's. Uh, I knew you were going to do this. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, I've been having it in my back pocket for a while, and I've been chomping at the bit. So, uh, But his immortal song, Knockin' Boots. So let's get into that and come back out. This rhyme, this time, is one of a kind, blowing your mind like only the Candyman can. Like a heavyweight champion, knocking them out, another bow without a doubt. Once again, you can scream and shout when I rock the bells, yell out my name. This is what you've been missing. Listen to my heartbeat while I'm whispering. I know you're suffering. So sweet, a candy man, sweet nothing's hugging and tugging and rubbing, loving it all, having a ball. All y'all girlies next to me, talking sex to me. We can't do that yet, but I bet we'll chill. Candy man, tell them the truth. We'll still end up knocking the boots. Ooh, boy, I love you so. Never, ever, ever gonna let you go. Once I get my hands on you. At each and every show, there's this group. I don't know about you guys, but for me, that's hell to the ass. The music is is great in that video. I genuinely love that song. And yeah, the lyrics are kind of... Well, he's just a... He's a horrible rapper. Um... Well, he okay. I think he clearly wants to be like an LL Cool J type, like smooth operator kind of deal. Oh yeah, without a doubt. But the way, the way he raps is like boom, boom, ba boom, ba boom, 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 ba boom. You know, like that's it for like. And and, and, and there's like if Devo like covered it, maybe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like how acts like this back in. What, when was this? Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. So this was like they, they think right, that they're being right really the shocking. Like he actually apologizes at one point. For oh people yeah, find my, yeah, yeah, my yeah. lyrics. Shocking. Sorry, my lyrics are kind of shocking. But I, there's he almost had, he almost says uh, fuck. He almost says motherfucker. motherfucker. He just said I'm yeah. a bad mother. Mother. It rhymed mother with sucker. Hey, right, did you guys notice this? And by the way, like uh, it's a shame that you don't see this look more often. But did you guys get a load of what the DJ was wearing? It was like a white suit, but with short pants, like a suit coat. And then, but like, like white shorts, the, like, like Angus Young look, but it, but white, but white. And then he had like like some high top sneakers on and shit. Dude, but I like, was just all about the overalls. And if you notice, like Candyman himself actually had a fanny pack with his. He did have a fanny pack with his overalls. He also had a braided rat tail. Well, you never know. You never that. know if you're gonna need your car keys later, or your remote control, or your passport, or like your <laughs> passport. Or uh, or just you know any manner of things that could go in a fanny pack, any of that stuff. You're one hitter, probably. Yeah, I would imagine. Oh yeah. sure. That, yeah. that song is a really interesting conflagration of like, like fidelity, 
like the verses are all about like fidelity and how we're going to be together forever and then yeah. like how much of a stud he is like, and how much he gets laid and how you want how, yeah they're gonna like knock boots all night long to like six in the morning well dude that chorus is interesting too because it like slows down it's just a lady that sings the chorus it doesn't get louder it doesn't ramp up but that chorus is the hookiest part of the damn song oh yeah maybe that's it so, so what happened is i was i was visiting one of my accounts as a wine bar and uh like this dude, it was playing uh, Pandora, and he just he put on like some like you know early '90s, late '80s like R and B. I can't remember who the artist was that you had to do it, but this thing came out, and I was like, I haven't listened to that song in like 25 years, and I was so pleased. You were very pleased. You were texting me about it. Yeah, no, I well, I shazammed it, and then was like, I just discovered "Knocking Boots" by Candyman. <laughs> Gotta be honest, I've never heard that. song I feel before. like you've you, never heard that song. It was before. a top ten hit. Yeah, it was yeah. a big. I I I I, re, I haven't heard it since high. I you know what? I, like not not that I can remember, but I but I don't think I've heard it since high school. Ryan, I feel like between like tracks like this and stuff like Skilo, that you have a like you have a sweet I, spot. I do have a genuine affection yeah, for early, like, early for like 90s hip hop. Early 90s hip hop that's like kind of just poppy enough to have like seeped over my. I love 90s hip early 90s hip hop, but yeah. like different stuff, you know. But that oh, but I, that I, stuff's I, just I just never went too. out and bought like hip hop or rap. I didn't. I didn't either. Then. I knew I came to it late. I mean, like I had friends who were real into Public Enemy and stuff. So I, you know, and I, you know, I think maybe I owned Run DMC, Raising Hell, which is more like a I owned like a BC Boys record or something. But like I, you know, that stuff that just kind of just kind of found me. And this was like a big enough hit in Houston that it was kind of all over the place and like. You know, it's not the kind of thing I sought out, but like I, I genuinely like that song. I mean, it's hilarious and cheesy and all that stuff, but the music's <laughs> fucking good. The video's great. Yeah, it's that yeah. whole it's that bass line. That bass line and that chorus man, make that song. Yeah. yeah, good good one. Well played. Thanks, man. Uh, uh, and next up, um, should we talk about the uh, Flaming Lips? So here's a little snippet from what they said in Consequence Sound. It says, The album became a point in the band's career where they could be they could be pointed to as a definitive marketable commodity. Part of that is probably because they were, as an aside, probably because they're, this was out of Warner Brothers. We talked a little bit about um, She Don't Use Jelly, that becoming a hit. Landing the band gigs on several television shows while they began touring underneath some of the biggest names in rock at the time. Uh, they looks like they toured in support of the Chili Peppers. I can only imagine that would have been a weird pairing. Um, why the sudden... The question this guy asked is, like, why the sudden change of direction? Well, signing to Warner Brothers certainly played a role in the band, landing spots on such staples as Beverly Hills 90210 and Beavis and Butthead. Well, Beavis so, and Butthead, I think, was what, like, kind of, like... Well, Beavis and Butthead was, like, super popular at the time. Yeah, I know. I think it kind of, like, launched... I mean, that was, like, they were... It was... Yeah, it was super. That was like the apex of that show. But I, but I think one thing that you mentioned earlier, Ryan, that that has stayed with me about this record is like you do have to like you have to kind of get to a place where you're. At least for me, it's like I have to get to a place where I like am accepting of how like the quirky, weird, warbly, thin voice thing that he has going on. It's like even if even when it works, like that was one of the reasons like. Like what Shane mentioned earlier about Soft Bulletin, it's like there are parts of that that are so well put together and like sort of orchestral. It's really lush. Can, yes. It's, yeah, very much so. And yeah. so where this is concerned, like it feels like 
it's proto going there, but it's not quite there. It's just, he, I mean, the, the guy, for all of the weirdness and all of the character that he's cultivated, he he'll never sh- he never shies away from from he doesn't pull his punches like sometimes like I remember when they when they went on tour opening for Beck and he oh are you you're talking about the article that yeah came out around, was it GQ they, I think or was it GQ yeah um and he was like yeah but Beck you know dr- gets drives to the show like in a in a limo and then gets out gets a couple driven to the show gets in driven into the show in a limo and then gets out, I'm paraphrasing of course gets out a few blocks away and like gets in an old Toyota Corolla and like <laughs> then <laughs> drives himself you know like for, so he sports his image. But I did kind of think, like, back to that, both that article uh, and just kind of back in general as to, like, maybe why I didn't connect to this record as much. And it, it goes back to that kind of willfully weird, crazy with the cheese whiz kind yeah. of moment from this era where, like, it's good, but it doesn't necessarily have heart. I don't know if that makes sure. any sense. No, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind it as much as you do, but I, but I do take your point. Like, I like I, this record, record better than any of the Beck stuff from that time. But like the fir- like, but I can see why gold. they would tour together. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, I think the well, whatever. Beck is a whole, a whole other. Well, can I, can I just core. say, as long as we're making drawing comparisons between the Flaming Lips and Beck, like I think releasing an entire album of nothing but sheet music, like, is totally a Flaming Lips move. Like, yeah, but that's what Beck did. I know that's Wait, why what? I it up. Like, what? Yeah. I, I, that was like I, what two years ago? I don't so know yeah, anything about like this. Like, yeah, what, what? Yeah, so what Beck happened? put out a put out a record that was nothing but sheet music. Like, there Beck was no put out album. an album, like, yeah. but it, with no recorded music, it was all sheet music. Yeah, and so if you wanted to hear it, you had to like, frankly, learn. No, you had to make it yourself. Yeah, yeah. He might as well have just like opened a restaurant that was only recipes. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's a really good analogy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if you know how to cook, it's wait good. a minute. There was like, no accompanying music ever. It wasn't like sheet music of prior songs. No, like, no, it was they were all new, new. songs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a very flaming look thing to do. However, uh, for all the weird shit that they pulled, nothing is as infuriating as that's the most infuriating thing I think I may have ever heard of. Well, that, that was Beck that did it. it yeah, was, I know. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, that like, would be. That, yeah, it's, it's still it were, like again. If it were the flaming lips. There would there would be a bunch of ingredients on different tables, and people would have to put them together exactly and make on them time. themselves, like and, on the spot. And there would be a, a giant with, inflatable ball that you had to blow up exactly. manually. Yeah, and like you had to have one of your friends like blow bubbles over it or something. You just yeah. feel like somebody would go like, "Are we high?" And nobody told me like, "What's going on right now?" Um, anyway, yeah, some crazy shit, rock and roll, whatever. Kevin, you were saying there was a song on here that you wanted to Rock and roll and whatever. I know. That's a rock and roll, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so um, I think my favorite is, uh, or one that I, I found myself kind of like, is a little bit of a meandering journey, but one that I, I was kind of, I, I got a kick out of was uh, Moth and the Incubator, which is um, what I was going to name my firstborn. Lips, but yeah, very flip, Flaming yeah. Lips uh, title. All yeah, of the is. titles on this album are... Like very flaming lips titles. Yeah. Oh, this my, oh like my pregnant head. Pilot can at the queer of dawn of God. Yeah. No, it sounds like they really. Some of these songs sound like somebody lost a bet. Like in general. <clears throat> titles. The song titles. Yeah. You know, oh, like people. People yeah. used to say like, or still do say. Yeah, it was the seventies or it was the eighties. Like every person that was in any decade, like oh, that's just the sixties. No, if it was, if you can remember the sixties, you weren't there, man. <laughs> yeah, it was the nineties. That's what I have to say about the about right. these song titles. Uh, well, 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 you you want to play that song? Yeah, let's listen to uh, Moth and Ink better. 
so that was Moth in the Incubator. Um, little one more little snippet out of this Consequence of Sound review that I that this track made me think about. Um, the question that they that this guy asked. Well, first of all, he calls the calls the Flaming Lips one of the most enigmatic uh, rock acts. I think, and like I could kind of see how that might be true. Um, but what the question that he doesn't really ask, but kind of walks right up to the precipice on is, is this a band that you need to see live in order to really appreciate? That might be true because I haven't, and I don't a hundred percent get them. Like I like them better than, you know, the aforementioned bands that I, I spoke about, like Ween and especially Primus, like who. Actually, Primus has like one and a half songs. No, I like. no. <laughs> I'm with Shane on this. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, no they but like, no. They don't, I, they don't. What you're doing is you're feeding into the whole nostalgia thing. You're remi- you're you're reminding yourself of when you were like 18. I like Jerry was a race car driver. No, you to this I, day you don't actually like Jerry was a race car. Nobody okay. Well, actually, thank you for clearing. Nobody that actually for me. likes that song. <laughs> well, so, I mean, I think it's stupid and gimmicky, but you know, whatever. Well, and before we sidebar too long on like on other bands, like, but I mean. Like I do think that like I could hear how how these guys would like really be like some of these things sound like they should be performed live. And I think true, but I think this song in particular shows just amazing amount of talent in I mean there's basically three parts to this song. And the intro's very low key and then it builds into this just noise pop mess. And then, well, they had that kind of like buzzsaw avant-garde kind of thing that they would employ throughout this record, and then it changes into this like incredible coda yeah. that yeah, the coda it just sounds really euphoric yeah. uh, at the end of it. And, and I, I imagine that would be great. It's really that. well written. I think it would be amazing live. I like that track a ton. Um, it does like it is. I could see where the John Bonham uh, comparisons come from on tracks like that where yeah, they really yeah. let him go. Well, and actually, this might be one of the few tracks that actually kind of makes sense, like the name of it, Moth in the Incubator. If you compare the, like, Incubator and, like, the what the moths eventually going to become, stay with me here. Um, did you, it's did like you, a cocoon, did you go and, like, it was like a smoke cocoon, a bowl during it, the last break? I haven't smoked a bowl in a really long time. Nine months, probably. Oh, uh, 30 years. Oh. Just... For you, just yeah. find the point. Anyhow, um, <laughs> well, okay. So if there's <laughs> search, hear me out. Uh, if there's a you know a cocoon in an incubator and it emerges into a moth into that coda, I could see kind of where he's going there. I don't know that that was intentional, but to me, that's like that song sounds like it has an emergence of goodness. I, that makes sense to me. Like I was thinking, when I heard moth in the incubator, I just imagined it got trapped in the incubator because the incubators usually use light bulbs to. Right, and the moth just got <laughs> just drawn got, to it. Just got in there. <laughs> Let's hope there wasn't a baby in there. Oh, <laughs> God. Traumatic way. I, and I was also thinking about like, embrace ch- like chicken eggs. Like, so, oh, with the moth. You're, I with the moth out. flying around, the baby's like... <laughs> yeah, the baby's like, I don't know what's happening. Uh, yeah, I will point out, and I think this may be the only song on the album. Uh, well, no, it's not. But um, the words moth and incubator do actually occur in the lyrics on this song. So it's not purely... Uh, it's not pure randomness. Yeah. Like they, they seem to strive for pure randomness sometimes, which can be which can be a little off putting a little bit sometimes. But anyway, like I was real conflicted about this record. I kept finding reasons to like it and reasons to go like I don't like it as much as I think I should. 
like I was a big Pixies fan right around this time and prior and and I remember like uh, when Ween like to bring them up again like came out a buddy of mine was like oh you should love this you like the Pixies and I'm like the Pixies are way fucking better and they're like, way they're better both, they're both weird but well like, yeah the Pixies I mean they're a way better band but also talk about fucking nonsense lyrics I mean like well kind of but like some of that shit makes no sense some of it makes no sense but you think okay like where's my mind I was thinking about this today. Like, uh, you know, you're, you know, uh, I was swimming in the Caribbean. Your head on the ground. Uh, Like, I mean, you can kind of draw them into a theme that he's talking about. Um, Sometimes. He's got, you know, like losing my penis to a whore with with disease. And he sounds concerned about it, kind of. Yeah. Sometimes there's there is that stuff there. But but oftentimes uh, there's. It's They're just fairly pretty nonsense. nonsensical, but for whatever reason, it works more. Uh, uh, yeah, than no, for no, because me. the songs are straight up pop songs, like with like noisy pop songs. Like, I I can't love the Pixies more than I do. But I'm with you on but that. But it's still nonsense. Well, thanks for picking this one, Mark. It's nice to take a little trip, a little walk down memory lane. Yeah, I hope it was worth the wait. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was hardest when you were overseas, and we were all like, "Well, I want to listen to it, but he's not here." Yeah, I understand. Well, I had this Spotify uh, selection on my hope chest. I was just waiting, waiting for you to get around to it. Yeah. Your Spotify hope chest. Yeah. Exactly. Is that should chest. be a thing on Spotify. I don't know. Yeah. Something that like teenage girls in the fifties were really <laughs> yeah. fond of. It's like a friendship bracelet for you know hope's chest. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Well, uh, no, I, I could be fond of. Yeah, it, yeah. it just took five seconds to go sketchy. Anyway, uh, okay, so. So the, the 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 after party, I almost called it. <laughs> <laughs> after parties at Kevin's. That's right. You do have a hot tub, but I think your lid is nailed down. Uh, yes. Small children. So, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Captain who? Um, anyway. Yeah, so all that stuff is happening. Uh, we've got one more track to listen to. What? And we'll do that momentarily. What you got for us today? So... Um, this may be the first time in the, as far, to my knowledge, in the history of the time that we've been working on this podcast that um, that the track that we're going to listen to actually hasn't come out yet. It technically, like the record doesn't drop until um, uh, like a like a week so before. It's not a current affair. It's a future affair. It's a future affair. Like I was like I was like, well, can't get more current than uh, coming up soon future world yeah so anyway it uh this album drops on october 21st and so uh it's a band called um band from nashville called savoy motel and uh they are currently touring uh we'll, we'll get into that part in a, in, in a minute but this is a track called um souvenir shop rock <laughs> Yeah. 
Savoy Motel uh, is what, the band. What's the name of that song? Savoy Motel is the band. Uh, that is Souvenir Shop Rock. They're an act out of Nashville. They're currently uh, touring with Dandy Warhols. That makes a lot of sense. It does make sense. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was most curious to to hear how both of you guys replied to that. Well, part. it also makes sense but, in the context of who we covered tonight. Like they're kind of. Oh sure, well, that video yeah. is like uh, studying indifference. <laughs> it is a study well, uh, purposefully, um, right? No, yeah. obviously, like gimmick, gimmickly. So, is that a word? Gimmickly, gimmickly. Well, the, I don't yeah, know. The you thing can use that it right I, now. The thing that I kind of enjoyed about that video is that is that like they're like, I mean, I wouldn't really call them storylines. They're like three different things that happened like a couple of times, and then at the end, they just decide to like put them all in the same shot. <laughs> and I, and for a second, I thought, oh well, clearly these are. You know, some of the same, like maybe some of the people in the band who are doing some of Nope. They're just, you know, just some, uh, like, you know, people opening and closing their hands. World War II soldiers. Yeah. Holding gold something. We don't know exactly They look what. like vitamin packs. I thought they were vitamins. the convenience store, you know, like, you know, you'd get them in the little thing, so they'd have to take them out and put them in their hand. Well, that's what I thought it was, too, by the way. That's what it looked like, but, like, somebody said keys, somebody else oh, said yeah, gold well, nuggets. I think I think some of them might have had different things. I don't know, but I will say this, that the video was way more entertaining to me than the song itself uh, well, was. So it's, I like the song fine. I like the song fine. <laughs> the, fine. Stereo Gum called it, uh, called this record, the record this song comes off of, uh, Sleazy lo-fi disco rock pastiche, which that maybe doesn't totally mean anything, but yeah, it, is that a positive or a negative? Thing? Well, maybe a little bit of both. But I was like, I could kind of see like the like that's sort of what they're going for is like this like uh, disaffected, uh, like a little glammy but not trying too hard thing. I don't know. Well, I mean, it'd be like a more stripped down version. I mean, the song I'm going to mention is better but not if you were the last junkie on earth there definitely that's way better than that it song that we just better, listened to that sounds it like is a better they song, need to go and but that, it is that was their World. demo song and sure. then we'll hear back from them in like two years and see where they where they end up then fine hey did you hear that uh the dandy warhols are opening a wine bar in portland in portland i did not hear anything dandy about that. yeah they've got like they bought like a city block back when they had money <laughs> <laughs> and like they use it for their rehearsal space and their oh yeah I read about stuff. that about that but thing. they're using part of it uh, apparently Courtney Taylor Taylor uh, is a big wine geek and not, he's not opening a, a wine bar in that space you know there's something in, there's something just quite fitting and and right about the fact that he's a wine geek <laughs> that he's a wine geek yeah, yeah there's something that's that's right about that I don't know it was fine the song was fine the video was I, I like the song fine I like the video. I like wouldn't turn the channel better. if it came on the radio, but I definitely wouldn't be going and seeking well, out no, to I'm listen not, to other songs yeah, by them. Yeah, I wouldn't be freaking out about it, but like I'm glad Kevin introduced us to it. Yeah, it's. I mean, at the very least, like I was like, I'll, I'll take a flyer on this because it hasn't come out yet. I was like, at the very least, like let's let's see if we can get out in front of it a little bit and see see. Uh, it's like what. Well, we're breaking new ground because it hasn't come out yet, and yet it's clearly a throwback track. <laughs> so it's like I don't Let's know. Let's see if we can get this uh, this episode published before it uh, actually comes out. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like by the time it, by the time my this goal one comes is, out. is before the presidential election. I think we can do this. Ryan's maybe. goal. Ryan's. Yeah. I don't think there's enough Ryan's weeks. Goal. Are you going to get Mexico to pay for it? I am going to get Mexico to there's, pay for it. What, our um, podcast from now on, like our liquor yeah. that we bring. Yeah, I'm going to put up a paywall. <laughs> that's a, that's a smart, super smart. Anyway, um, 
So we talked a little bit about this. Next next go round, the next time that we meet, uh, let's do let's do the suggested uh, the suggestion from our listener listener suggestion one listener uh, do our 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 uh, listener suggestion from from Michael, which we mentioned in a previous episode before. Shane, you were sorry, you said something. and I talked right over you. Oh, I said listener suggestions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, well, we haven't actually plugged that this go around. So if you're if you're still hanging in there, message somebody at gmail dot com. Is where you can send. You can us. also find us on Facebook. Yeah, you can find us you on Facebook. You too could hear your suggestion on this show. Somebody likes in it. the next twelve months. Yeah. Anyway, you can, and you can like us. You can like somebody likes it on Facebook. Yeah. Or they, message somebody at Gmail. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, send us your send us your crazy suggestions, uh, comments, thoughts. We want all of it. And in the meantime, uh, Michael, who sent us a super uh, entertaining letter. Uh, we are going to we are going to pick something from what you suggested, and it's we'll one go to it's either the frames, we'll, yeah, or, and we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. I, I think we're gonna leave a little bit of mystery uh, for when we when we start that episode because I think we'll we'll probably open it with his with his thoughts and then launch into to what we're gonna cover. But that sounds like a plan. Yeah, it'll be fun. for me. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, until next go around, I'm Kevin. Shane. I'm Ryan. And I'm Mark. This is Somebody Likes It.